0: Welcome to The Media Coach, a podcast designed to build your business and your brand. Hello, it's Immy Callister here with another episode of The Media Coach. It's been a weird and somewhat scary time for us all at the moment. The world is grappling with the pandemic of COVID-19. In these turbulent times, with so much uncertainty, productivity goes down the drain and you'll often see your mind tracked to just negative thoughts. Today, I want to spend some time with an amazing social scientist to help you stay on track and improve your own productivity during this time. Nigel Dalton has been a mentor to me for many years. He's a dear colleague, a well-known speaker and podcaster himself. He's also writing a brand new book around productivity. Welcome to the show, Nigel.
1: Look, it's wonderful to be here. These are crazy times, Emmy, and I think uh, that it's a world of not having enough information, having the wrong information, um, some people having information and other people not. So. It's it's a great time to just calm down for a minute and think about something that's going to be important.
0: I couldn't agree more. Now, it's just for people out there, you know, the term social scientist, I mean, it's one of my favorite terms, and I love you so much. But w- what does actually a social scientist do? Well,
1: well, oddly enough, I actually have a degree in this. And it was a big thing 30 years ago to do a multidisciplinary approach to why things happen. So, I think people are starting to realise that it, in, in my world of technology, there's so much of technology doesn't get delivered because of human behaviour. Whether they're alone or in teams, people are not as logical or rational as, as some people expect. And that's very, very relevant to industries like real estate. Like, I, the, You look at the work of social scientists going back 100 years, people like Abraham Maslow. He had a. He, he said, "You know what? People seem to behave in this motivational hierarchy. Where right at the bottom, if you don't satisfy their physiological needs of shelter and food and water, uh, you can't even get them to the next level. And if you haven't got those things in place, persuading them to do something that in, increases their sense of life satisfaction or alignment with the universe, even a sense of belonging, is impossible." Gosh, that's become very relevant now. As um you know people wanting to figure a house out they're they're all, they're all over the place with their physiological needs they're just focused on having a roof over their head and they're not uh, they're not entertaining romantic propositions of upgrades and lifestyle and those things like like they were 6 months ago so that's what i do and you know i work at thoughtworks they're a global consultancy that that has this multidisciplinary team where nerds we're techies, but we we think about this people side too, and you know it's it's I think in a systemic way about work and about people, and uh, we always say that a bad system, like a way of working, can ruin the most amazing person.
0: You know, it couldn't be more prevalent right now because I think in times like this, you know, I see two types of people really emerge. We either become the positive person that says we're going to get through this. And then also you see the panic and hysteria kick in, and it's night something I really want to focus on with you today because even me, I'll be working at my computer, and you know I, I've got I feel like I'm under a lot of pressure at times to make sure that I'm always delivering and getting stuff out to my clients in such rapid speed. But then all of a sudden, I read a newspaper article, I'm down negative Nancy thoughts, and my pro- my productivity just goes straight out the window you know so before we go on into those productivity tips you are writing a book about this aren't you
1: i am because i'm I'm quite fascinated the way productivity means something to almost everyone in an organization from you know from the owners and shareholders they care about their people are they being productive have we given them all the right tools to be productive Ah, uh, the CFO, the CEO, right to your frontline people, the person answering your customer service, reconciling your accounts, getting stuff done at the front desk. You know, they go home at the end of the day, this is the difference between a good day and a bad day, is getting home and saying, oh, I had a really unproductive day today, I feel terrible. And that's the core of my book, is this definition of productivity as measurable progress towards meaningful goals and that is it's so important because it's our mental health it's our actual getting results done in a day and so the 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 difference is really important right now and the thing is it's it's less about the circumstances and much about the individual that's going to make that happen and we are wired in in weird ways who'd have thought like if you told me me three months ago that there would be a national toilet paper shortage (laughs) um I would have laughed just like that and gone, you're crazy. People are more rational than that. Why would they panic and go into this fight or flight mode over something as as common and as easily produced as toilet paper? Yet we've seen it and it's teaching us a little bit about how humans are wired and why they go down the road of, um, you know, this kind of horror. And, you know, we all look at the statistics every day of, how many people oh my goodness and and catastrophize it very very difficult to break out that mindset it's it's in the realms of psychology
0: if anyone is panic buying toilet paper at the moment please stop like it's not helping in fact any panic buying like the government's come out and said we can feed 73 million australians i think there's like 25 in in australia now so please if you are panic buying it's not helping and actually, I even got pushed over at the supermarket the other day when I was trying to get toilet paper. It's just gone a little bit crazy. But I could talk to you about toilet paper forever, It's <laughs> <This> whole problem, <laughs> it's, 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 it's <laughs> which is not really, productive.
1: <laughs> no, but it's a really important. It's exactly the insight we need in terms of what's motivating our buyers, what's motivating sellers is, uh, and it was, this is a really important field that came out in, in a thing called behavioral economics from the late 60s through until when i got my degree in the 80s and it's a it's why do human beings do this why do they behave so irrationally when it's clearly not rational to buy 436 packs of toilet and, it's, and paper and it was a revolution in the way we thought about people and and the, and the way we organize ourselves that went from a thing called utility theory to behavioral economics we we of for a long time just thought humans were rational actors and did things in rational ways. And I tell you what, if you were a real estate agent thinking that your customers were rational about this is an opportunity and interest rates are never lower and this is on the market and you get it, they are not going to respond to facts in the situation. The toilet paper comes from a theory of a body of theory called loss avoidance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so people want to avoid loss and that is the strongest human motivator you've got. And the, the simple solution to the toilet paper, I don't know, have you thought of a solution? What, what, what would you do? I mean, how would you solve the toilet paper problem?
0: I mean, how yeah. do you solve it? The, the thing is, we've got to get the message out there clear, you know, but I think you're right in saying it. it what's hyping it is also the median age, which you just talked about there. Fear of missing out, yeah. FOMO, that term FOMO, right? And what's happening is, and I, I did a video late last Friday because I had a number of messages on my Instagram, And I just felt spurred to just say, guys, like, please don't believe everything you read. You know, this, I used to be a journalist. I used to write those headlines. I used to make you grapple to the headline and want to read the whole story because it was sensationalized with that one headline. And what we're doing is seeing media perpetuate that by going, you know, shortages, 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 and and run all these stories and chaos around headlines. Which is then fueling you to go to the supermarket, and even if you don't need toilet paper, you go. I'm going to get toilet paper. So what yeah, would I the, do?
1: The, Sorry, the, there you would gonna... have been a simple. Oh, I was going to say the, the the simple solution is to tap into the same kind of human motivators and break the problem down. So you went into the supermarket, you, you saw someone with with a pack of toilet paper or two packs of toilet paper, and you went, "Oh wow, there must be a run on toilet paper. I'd better get toilet paper." Um, now that, it's very negatively motivated. You can't do this with, with, houses. Oh my God, somebody's buying a house. I should buy two houses. No, it, it, it's the amount of money involved is really important. But, uh, my local store, my local IGA solved the toilet paper crisis.
0: How did they do it?
1: They took the third packs of 36 toilet rolls and broke them into packs of two. Uh-huh. And by breaking your problem down, is a really important element of this if you change the behavior around two toilet rolls and it's really inconvenient to put to pile packets of two or one single toilet rolls into your into your thing whereas it's so convenient to grab two giant 36 packs and walk away creating the shortage and this is what this is how you bring the social science to bear on your businesses go well what's the human weirdness that's going on and how could we just think about Solving that in another way, and and I'm hoping that's where social science is helpful for kind of everyone.
0: So, fact out of that, don't buy toilet paper. Anyone out there, don't buy toilet paper. We've got more on the way, but if you keep overstocking yourself with it, we will end up in a crisis. Nigel, look, and it
1: it does mean about you. Maybe think about doing the opposite. Maybe think about giving some toilet paper.
0: Yeah, absolutely. and.
1: And look at that that to me, that one of the greatest areas of social science in in history was a a guy called Viktor Frankl, who solved the problem of what's the meaning of life itself. Uh, He was a psychiatrist. And um, unfortunately, a a Jewish psychiatrist living in, in Europe was picked up by the Nazis, was taken to Auschwitz. But because a psychiatrist is a general practitioner who has the additional qualifications, he was uh, valued and kept alive to keep the german prison guards in health and to get the the prisoners who were you know who were put doing terrible work keeping them alive as long as possible now he wrote this book it's incredible called man's search for meaning about who survived that most absolute um, kind of reduction of humanity to its most basic circumstances in a prison camp who survived and who didn't and the people that survived were the givers mm. so people who would give their last piece of bread to someone who was obviously dying but it was their last wish an amazing coincidence between those people and the people who survived auschwitz and this is and and, and so this I, mean, I won't make you read the book Amy. it's the meaning of life
0: wow, okay, is helping
1: others. Yeah. The meaning of life is to help others find the meaning of life. And if you institute the cycle of collaboration and help, you dig your way out of a hole as deep as that. And I go, there's a little bit of that needs to go on now. So we need to just connect, um, learn and, and do a bunch of things that, uh, I go in, you know, in terms of productivity, that's what, this, this is how we do. We've got to break out of this frozen fight or flight mode in these tough times and um, think about how do you want to come out of this time? Where do you want to be when you've, when you've emerged from the next six months or the next 12 months? And what sort of systematic way can you get to that point? What can you be doing in the meantime?
0: Very strong message and very, very wise words. So for everyone sitting out there, Nigel, I'd love to give them around three tips during this time, how they can improve productivity and what three strategies they can really follow to make sure they're keeping on track and not losing focus.
1: Okay. Tip number one, think like a teenage gamer. (laughs) now oh my god there are probably more teenagers locked into Fortnite right now frustrating their parents uh, than ever in history because that's how they're connecting and that's that's what they're doing to cope with these crazy times right but actually I've got great faith in the future of of Australian businesses because these kids are going to come through and start taking jobs and they are awesome at strategy and that strategy means when you're playing a game and, and look, I commend any of your listeners to basically go and sit on the shoulder of your nephew or niece or child or teenager who's playing Minecraft or Fortnite or any one of these strategy games and just sit there and be patient and ask them how they're doing and what they're doing and how they decide things. Because their wisdom is very valuable for us who are trying to strategize our way through this crisis where it feels a bit like a game and everyone's against us, right? So the rules of a teenage game are, uh, number one know where you are on the map at all times and if you look at a game screen it's actually hit a little tip if you want your kids to stop playing minecraft a piece of electrical tape across the bottom of the screen and up the side will do it because you will hide the map how much loot they've got how many lives and how much health you have left and um they are on the map and that that's it it's like they're done they're no longer interested in the game because they can't see where they are, how much they've got, what their expected, um, ex- you know, life expectancy is, and what what they need to go forward. And we lose track of those things in our of our lives and our daily jobs. So know where you are on the map, know how much loot you have in your day to day business, how many lives have you used, and that's tip number one.
0: Awesome. And what about tip number two?
1: Okay, so tip number two is visualize, prioritize and review. So uh, this is about making lists and doing it on a daily basis. Put those things in order start your day with a cup of coffee and a list. And it's a known productivity tool it's been around for a very long time. Make a, uh, you know, have that in your book. And I mean, if it's every couple of days, do by all means, it's your calls, it's your tasks, it's your housekeeping. Um, and if you really, really want to focus, take one of those small square post-it notes and put the six things on it that you're actually going to crack today. Not, not 10, not 20, because you'll just frustrate yourself. Start less and finish more tasks. So it's, it's like using a diary as well to see how your, how your progress is going. And, and that's a little bit about how we learn. So yeah, tip number two, visualize your work in a list, prioritize that list, review it the next day. How did you do? What can you learn?
0: Nige, it's a, you know, writing lists are so, so important. A digital tool I use with all my clients to get their social media and brand tracking is Trello. Every single client I work with comes onto Trello, which is basically an organizational tool. And every day I write lists of things we're going to do, weekly posts we're going to put out, and it'd be a great tool for your properties too, from the listing or the actual signing or appraisal process all the way on to, you know, um, settlement. Nigel, tip number three. What is tip number three for right now?
1: Yeah, tip number three is write a letter from future you. So it's really hard to be current you. And I'm old enough to remember, the last time I felt like this in me was 9-11. I was living in America at the time and uh, it was a huge shock. It was so much outside of our control. The rumblings continued for months. We didn't know where the terrorists were it like the society shut down as we knew it and it was never the same again. And look, I feel exactly like that now. So, um, but I wish I could write back to me in 2001 and give myself a few tips. And I want you to write a letter from future you from 2025. And what does future you wish current you was starting right now that has been the foundation of your future success? And, and I think a lot of that's gonna be about your housekeeping, about your systems. It's about looking for the waste in your business. Where do, where do things have friction and not flow? And I know you don't have tons of money at this time to go buying a new CRM or those kind of things, but maybe this is the time to go through your CRM and get get a student or someone who's, you know, a hospitality person who's struggling for a role at the moment. And you know what? You're gonna go through your entire mailing list And clean that up. That's what future you wants you to do. Is get you're better to have like mm, let me see a thousand really good genuine people and their correct phone number and email address than a bragging rights of of twenty thousand people on your list, uh, which nineteen thousand are rubbish.
0: Hundred percent, and I guess that. That uncertainty certainly does fuel this kind of anxiousness. Like you you don't see another tomorrow, but I truly believe if we gather together and work together as a community and also as an industry in real estate, there is life post COVID-19 and there is a bright future coming our way. This will probably give us a lot more gratitude into our lives. The simple act of shaking your client's hand or being able to stand next to them at a sideboard we'll look at differently, you know, and Nige, thank you so much for all those tips. I think they are sensational and small daily wins um, eventuate into big results. So if you can put those into your business today, make sure you think like a teenager, visualize, prioritize and review your lists and make sure you write that letter to future you because there is a brighter future, hopefully coming for us all. Nige, how can people find out more about you and read about your book when it's being released?
1: Well, um, of course, this is a brilliant time for me. And I think that's what what we all, what Future Me is is writing back to me saying, you know what, use this time that I have, because I'm not giving many speeches uh, and presenting at, at conferences and those kind of things at the moment, not doing any traveling. So Future Me has demanded that I finish my book, which I started. Uh, I have um, a website called superproductive.com that gives you a few hints as to what's coming, but it's really just very basic, not as cool as yours yet emmy so wait for me to catch up okay and uh, i'll publish a few things in under my new ThoughtWorks life i'm very happy that's an amazing company to work for i'm going to publish a bit more about productivity and, and helping your business there but i reckon they should probably just keep listening to you and maybe you'll have me on regularly
0: Well, I would definitely love to have you back. There's a topic I am desperate to talk to you about. And once we get through this, would you definitely come back and talk to me about managing feedback? Because you've been someone so important to me.
1: Uh, Look, I think feedback's crucial at this time and really, really important that we get good at it. So uh, that's a hot topic for me and uh, a big part of productivity. So let's do it.
0: I'd love to have you back. Well, that's all from me today at The Media Coach. You can follow me on my own Instagram, which is Innie Callister. And hopefully we will have Nigel back shortly. Nigel, thank you so much for joining me. From everyone here, thank you so much for your productivity tips. And we'll see you shortly.